0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to That Will Never Work. Today, I'm hosting a two-episode student special from the campus of High Point University in High Point, North Carolina, in celebration of International Women's Day. So make sure to give both episodes a listen. I'm excited to talk with Education Major Erin Morrow, who's going to show me her palm-sized finger flyer drone, which I'll confess looks really fun to use, but... How do you grow your customer base in a market as competitive as this? And is marketing it as an educational tool, a potential path to success, or just gonna lead to a lot of lost time and frustration? Well, let's get to know her and find out. Hi, I'm Mark Randolph, co-founder of Netflix and six other companies. Over the years, I've heard that will never work, thousands of times, but I've learned there are things we all can do to increase the chances that they will. So join me for That Will Never Work. Erin, welcome welcome. to That Will Never Work. Thank Um, you. So excited to actually hear what you're up to. And more importantly, I want to see this thing in action.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd love to show you.
0: So tell me about it. What is this thing? Where did the idea come from?
1: So this is a quadcopter drone, and it doesn't use any controllers. It's all based on sensors, active and passive. So we marketed this as an educational tool, actually, as well as um, to sell just B2C.
0: We? Is there more than one? Yes,
1: there is. Um, My partner, Jacob, he is an engineer at Georgia Tech, and he now works at Boeing.
0: Oh, my gosh. So this is developed by a Boeing engineer.
1: Yes, it is. He had been working on the technology for quite some time. And then I came up with the idea to make an educational tool. So now we sell it unassembled and we sell it to school districts across the country alongside our labs.
0: And what made you come up with the idea to have it be an educational tool rather than a toy?
1: So I'm an education major and I'm always working with students. I tutor as well. And I've just seen like all the learning styles that students have and how unique it is to each student. And one day I was just going along with my morning routine and it kind of dawned on me how cool this drone technology would be. For students learning about stem because there is a really big push for stem right now
0: right so playing with the drone will uh let kids get better grades in their uh <laughs> engineering and math uh, classes right
1: pretty much yeah <laughs>
0: i love that idea so listen before we actually dig into the entrepreneurial side of this why don't yeah. you at least show me this thing so i have okay. a better idea of what it is what it does and I love to. why it's so amazing okay cue it up
1: Basically, this is our drone. It doesn't have the battery in it. That's the packaging. Okay. And you take our lipo battery, and you plug it into the bottom of the drone. Okay. And once you plug it in here.
0: So this thing is about, was that three inches square?
1: Yeah, about three four inches.
0: So this is this is this is not going to uh, necessarily be big enough to carry a camera to film you skiing, so. No,
1: this does not have a camera. It's just um, a toy you can pass along with your friends. It can do flips, tricks, spins. All right, so there it is. So once the lights stop blinking on the drone, it's very simple. All you have to do is toss it up. And to turn it off, you just flip it upside down.
0: Wow, pretty cool. Let me try.
1: (laughs) Don't toss it too high. (laughs)
0: And that's how you stop.
1: It. Wow. And yeah, there are sensors all along the side, so I could easily just pass it to you. Do you want me to drive? Sure,
0: let's try that. <laughs> this drone is a. <laughs> oh, we just passed it back and forth without touching it. Mm-hmm. So fantastic, Aaron! Really Thank cool. You. Yeah. So tell me, what does this teach kids?
1: It teaches students all about underlying. Um, physics, aerodynamics, all the STEM topics. um, We made sure that it was a lot of, it was really fun and engaging. We wanted to make sure students were doing math without even realizing they were doing math. So there's a lot of calculations about LiPo batteries and why we use this battery and comparing them to like AA batteries or AAA batteries. And there's a lot of calculations that go along with it. It's a hard decision of why it's the best battery, but we made sure students didn't even realize they were doing math as they were following along with our labs.
0: And so, This, I assume, has associated curriculum, which comes with it?
1: Yeah, it does. So we have five corresponding lab activities. It's over 70 pages of content. We also have answer keys to all of them that we send to the educators. Um, So they're basically paper labs. We send them in PDF form, um, but each lab has different learning outcomes for the unit. What grades is it? Um, We're targeting high school right now.
0: Wow, fantastic. So really cool. So how long does this take you to develop?
1: So my partner had been working on the technology for about a year, year and a half, and Fingerflyer Educational Drone STEM Kits, uh, it just came to me one morning and we just ran with the idea, and it just took us a few months to get it up and running. Obviously there's time we need to be able to make the labs, change the way it's manufactured, so it comes unassembled rather than assembled, um, put together. So we wanted to make sure that students could build it as they do it, as well as getting different um, materials such as a little screwdriver to use the different tops we have for our drone
0: and is the is the drone itself uh specially done to lend itself to education uses in other words i know for example um there's another kickstarter i can't remember the name is a kickstarter project which Mm -hmm. is pretty famous which does a small drone which also is sensor driven where you can touch it um is it similar to this in other words Are the two of them really wedded together or is the content one piece and you could use the content with any drone
1: um you can't use the content with any drone it's specific to our drone um, with the pcb boards and the way the propellers work as well as the battery the drone you're talking about that's our competitor their drone is different than ours their sensors are a little bit more sensitive so it goes at a faster speed So ours is more appropriate for a classroom setting. Um, Ours also has an emergency shut off button, which is a small remote that you click so it will land um, softly. And I know from experience, those ones don't have it. So ours is more catered to the classroom setting, even though that wasn't the initial intent of the drone.
0: In other words, theirs you can put an eye out with that thing as the expression goes.
1: (laughs) It'll fly across the room. (laughs)
0: Uh, Fantastic. Well, really, really interesting. So um, tell me, what what is it
1: you want to talk about today? Um, Mainly our customer acquisition. That's our hardest point here that we're trying to overcome because we did shift from going B2C to B2B, which is the school districts. And there's a big hurdle in that. um, It's not as easy as it seems. So what advice do you have on getting into more schools?
0: Run, run as fast as you can. (laughs) No, you've unfortunately picked a really difficult market. Um, Schools, Um, I was going to say, and government, but in some ways (laughs) schools are like government, are just notoriously difficult. Mm -hmm. Because the actual decision makers sometimes, which might be the teacher, have no money. Um, They're already using their own money to pay for basic school supplies. And so as they're making the decision, do I uh, buy markers uh, and paper, or do I buy a drone? And this is a quick segue. How much is this?
1: Um, we sell it between thirty and fifty dollars, depending on the order quantity.
0: Are they? And normally, when you sell it, you sell one, or do you sell ten? What's a, What's a pack?
1: Um, our classroom sets are anywhere from twelve to two hundred.
0: Okay. So the minimum on the is twelve.
1: Yeah, typically.
0: That makes sense for a class. So fifty dollars times twelve, so six hundred bucks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the content comes in. Um, Included with it?
1: Yes, the content is included.
0: Okay, so you have a six hundred dollar price point. So for us a teacher, that's a non-starter. I mean, unless it's an exceptionally affluent school district. Mm -hmm. So then the next thing you go, well, great, we're going to sell it at the school level. Now you all of a sudden have departmental decisions, and although that fits in with a six hundred dollar budget, it's not six hundred because now they're buying it for three for three science classrooms. I'm explaining problems that you already are familiar with.
1: Yeah.
0: It is nasty. Um, So in my opinion, the trick here is you have to find some entry into a district, into a school, which comes to the teacher.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm kind of stuck at how you get someone to pay $600 um, for it. Um, Have you considered having parents fund it?
1: Um, No, we haven't considered having parents fund it. We send mass email campaigns to um, educators. So we do principals as well as departments of science or engineering. And that's where we typically shoot for because that's where the money is and the teachers usually have the connections to the directors of science or engineering.
0: Um, How many have you sold?
1: We've sold about 450 and we have- To who? school districts. I mean,
0: tell me, tell me about one that you, tell me about a successful sale.
1: Um, So we reached them using our mass email campaigns. And um, after two emails, actually, it took us two rounds of contacting them. They reached out wanting a quote and a size and we negotiated price a little bit and they ended up ordering 50. Uh,
0: And you've sold about 10 10 of those kind of packs, the same way?
1: Roughly, yeah. um, It depends on the order size, so roughly 10.
0: Okay, so um, speaking somewhat generically, for an, assuming it stays an education product, mm-hmm. and let's let's leave it as a, a education product, um, you have to find some way to get over the barriers that exist in selling into education. And number one, um, and you know this category way better than I do probably since you're an education major, is that most teachers don't have six hundred dollars to yeah. spend on a classroom um, piece so you have to start by saying how do I get past that and you've got to be creative about it this is not something where you take that and hammer on it and keep pushing and pushing and pushing and we need better marketing and we need more aggressive sales so what you have to do is kind of as they say think outside the box or Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell a quick story okay this is from years ago uh, you probably don't even know about this, but there was a, a big Kent State massacre where a lot of students oh, yeah. were shot. I did hear about uh, that. And shortly thereafter, a the bunch of students all marched on the local McDonald's mm-hmm. and said, in honor of the students who were slain, we want you to lower the flag to half-mast. And so the store manager lowers the flag to half-mast. And then when Ray Kroc, who was the founder of McDonald's, who's kind of notoriously conservative, found out about this, he calls the store manager and goes, put that flag right back up. So he raises the flag. Now the students come back and they go, put it back down and if you don't we're gonna burn the store to the ground. And the store manager is stuck. And he calls the president of McDonald's and the president says, "Um, tell you what you do. We have a delivery coming in half an hour, have him knock the flagpole down. And I've always used that metaphor as a way to say when you're stuck with a problem don't keep banging against the problem, which Mm -hmm. in some ways is unsolvable. Begin thinking of some totally different way to address it. And that's what I want you to kind of do here, is say I can't try and sell a $600 ticket to a high school science teacher. So you've got to begin thinking of a bunch of ways. Number one is, is there a way to dramatically lower the price? No, I'm not going in the way you say. I'm saying that maybe you do a one to many. In other words, sell one drone,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and have it be a class project and I'm not saying that's the business model but that's the loss leader sales um, model because once one drone is in the classroom and once the teacher begins working through that curriculum it's a much much simpler process to begin going from one to them buying the advanced kit
1: Yeah, that's a really good idea. The only um, issue that I see is it's so small, and it's catered to be one or two individuals, so we would have to shift our labs to make it so a whole class can do it at once together. Exactly. Yeah,
0: And I'm not saying, listen, you know better than I do, and you may find out that doesn't work, and I'm not saying I know how to sell it. I'm brainstorming real time about ways to say, I don't want to keep asking for $600. Mm-hmm. And so one way is I ask for 50, which um, I would imagine it's a highly um, elastic uh, price point for a student, for a teacher rather. Yeah. And if you can get them to do one and you modify the curriculum and you make it clear that once you've seen how well this works and how much better it would work if people were working in groups of two, Then you get the order from the secondary piece. Just an idea.
1: No, that's a great idea.
0: Um, The second piece is that that modify the program so it can be used with other drones. Because the margins on your content will be tremendously higher than the margin on the drone. I'm not saying you don't want to ultimately have that be the the product that you sell. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm thinking of ways to get the barrier for a teacher to start adapting your yeah. learning material um, at a cheaper price point so they can see how great this is and then little by little the third thing i'd suggest is find someone else to pay for it okay one of the cleverest thing that um i guess scholastic did mm-hmm. was they did these huge programs where parents bought books for their kids yeah Because they had the exact same problem of having uh, going to a teacher and saying, "We want you to buy 30 copies," or same problem. It's mm-hmm. not the budget. But if you put together a program which a high school teacher could circulate um, these have the it's a whole kit which allows them to go out to the parents, and bring this home to your parents, and or here's a way to do a fundraiser. In other words, you find some alternate mechanism for so the teacher who goes, I really want to use this as my educational basis, but I can't pay for this out of my pocket, and there's no way I can get my department head to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Begin looking for someone else. And whether that's a fundraiser, whether that's parents, whether that's you show someone how they can do the equivalent of writing a grant mm-hmm. to uh, in their life. In other words, I'm not I, I don't I don't have no clue. I have yeah. I've done one I've been involved with one ed tech startup and it was enough to say I'm not going <laughs> near that again ever for exactly the reasons that you're feeling. But that's what informed me of that if you don't know if you're having if you're banging your head against the wall trying to do something, don't keep yeah. pushing. Don't say I need better marketing. Don't say I need
1: mm-hmm.
0: figure out some alternate mechanism to avoid the problem, which is that six hundred dollar price point. And there's probably a lot of ways if you begin knocking the flagpole down and saying let's think of some completely random alternate way to do this
1: yeah that's a really good idea i really like the idea of this um comparing to scholastic with the book fairs that they would host how would you recommend reaching the parents though because we have a strategy for getting in contact with principals and directors Now, how do you get in contact with parents because there's so many more parents than there are directors and principals. So where do you target that?
0: That you have to figure out. You got to try a bunch of things.
1: Okay.
0: I would go, I would do a program that teacher can use. Okay. But I said, I would, as if I really know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Off the top of my head, that's what I would try because I think they're the motivated people to try and put together a program. Mm-hmm. And because you're an education major, you should certainly go out and speak to lots and lots of science teachers and go and run these ideas by them. How would this look? What materials would you want? Yeah. That's one. Another one, of course, is to advertise in all of the uh, places where gifted and talented uh, parents, parents of gifted and talented kids
1: mm-hmm.
0: who all want to have little baby Einsteins. <laughs> well, um, and put together a program that they can do this for their kids' classroom. I mean in other words, I, I don't know what the answer is yeah, but uh, you're not reinventing the wheel in that program. You have an amazing product, but it strikes me that it's too expensive for someone to take a winger on that they have to yeah. see and feel. Um, how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh gosh, now I'm brainstorming all kinds of stuff.
1: (laughs) No, thank you. Maybe
0: you do a science fair pack. Okay. Where you have, here are, here's a, you can either build a a baking soda lava volcano Mm -hmm. or here's 15 or 20 different great experiments for different ages and different focus that um, you could use this drone to do and then at for when the teacher is saying we have a science fair coming up, she can propose that to people, and the kids have to go out and buy the, the kit. buy the kit. But what you're really trying to do with all this is not make a business selling $50 kits. Mm-hmm. You're trying to use this as a penetrating device into the school. Yeah. You want the teacher to go, wow, this was really really cool,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then. It's easier to sell it to the department head and then it's easier to sell for the department head to sell the principal and then your real win is when the principal sells it to the person who runs the school district. Yeah. But that can either happen with you having all kinds of high price salespeople who go calling on these people and are willing to have six to twelve to eighteen to twenty four month sales cycles. Mm-hmm. Or you can do the gorilla approach where you get them in the classroom any way you can.
1: Yeah.
0: And have everyone go, this is the coolest thing
1: um yeah i think that's the approach that i definitely want to lean towards because once people have it in their hands and they can see how it works or even just watching our videos on how it works um kids are just fascinated with it and we've gotten really great feedback from educators who have purchased them about students going out and buying their own because after doing it in class they want their own so i really like the idea of just banging down the doors and trying to get into schools any way we can and i the book fair or the book fair um, idea as long- with the drones. I really like that, as well as reaching the parents and doing a fundraiser.
0: These are things you're gonna have to test. Yeah, and the, the key is not dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and then rolling out this big thing. It's trying all these approaches. What's the cost of goods on this thing?
1: Um, we have about 50% margin, so about $20.
0: What's wonderful about this is the fact that most of the value is in your materials, mm-hmm. which are free of course, or yes. a cost of goods of almost zero if it's a PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the experiments you might do is sell them for twenty dollars to teachers.
1: But the issue is we wouldn't make any money?
0: Yes, you would, because they would then buy the twenty pack for their next year school I see for their what next you're year's saying. class.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting idea.
0: And the test though is what percentage does that. So in other words, you have a program which is Mm -hmm. you're allowed to buy if you are if you are in the category that we're interested in, which is you demonstrate you teach a STEM high school class, we'll sell you the evaluation kit. It's one copter, it's twenty dollars. Make it 25, make it 50, try the price <laughs> points. That isn't the point. Okay. The point is you wanna get one in the classroom. You wanna develop some mm-hmm. content which is designed for one class with 20 people all looking yeah. around. And you, you, again, I keep saying this, you're the education major, you figure <laughs> out how someone could teach a class of 20 people using one copter. Okay. But then once you have it, once that person's using it, they're gonna get just as excited and frustrated. Yeah. And they're gonna say, I need to figure out how to now for next year's class, or for next semester's class, I wanna have it so I can use all the advanced curriculum, which is two kids per copter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then what do you know? You have the, the that kit and you have more advanced things. And then the last thing is I certainly would say that you may envision that your model is these things flying all over the world, Mm -hmm. but you have one hardware product which has lead times for manufacturing, is going to have costs for manufacturing, is going to have inventory problems for manufacturing, and has a 50% 50 margin. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, you have all this other value which has 99% margins. you may want to be thinking long term about how your business model really works. Okay. And that you might want to say something like test.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: copters are $20. Yeah. And the material is
1: $100. Yeah, I was really hesitant at first when you said to charge 20 for it. But I really, now that I'm thinking about it, that's a really great idea, just to get it in the classrooms with what you were saying, because as I said before, once students can actually get their hands on it, they really like it as well as teachers.
0: So what you should also do in your mind, this is a technique that I Uh use quite a bit, is so imagine 12 months from now, Mm -hmm. you're going out to raise some real money. Yeah. Imagine playing the movie of that presentation in your head. And what are you saying? What are you pitching? And what metrics are you using to illustrate your success? And then you back up as Mm -hmm. to how do I begin collecting that metric and I think a fascinating metric is hypothetically again caveats of up galore Mm -hmm. it's a better way to say that Um, we put them in the classrooms for $20 and we lose $10 each time we do that Mm -hmm. but 30 percent of all of those placed items result in an order of at 40 more copters over the next 18 months yeah. and in fact and it's a land and expand strategy Yes, but you need to then be saying that the end goal is not a model where I sell $20 zero margin fact, loss leader because you have marketing acquisition costs and shipping yeah. and all that crap but it's purely a strategy designed to get it into the uh
1: into the schools yep yeah I really like that
0: See, now I'm in the fun stage of stopping <laughs> talking about uh, talking about brainstorming these things.
1: No, I appreciate it. Sometimes when you look at it for so long, um, you kind of get stumped because there's days where I'll just stare at the drone just wondering what I can do next.
0: The uh, other way to do it is to break it apart, sell it in pieces.
1: Yeah, it is sold in pieces. No, well, it's most not. Most
0: it's sold all the pieces or in pieces. Literally oh, sell them in pieces.
1: Okay. I see what you're saying. How,
0: like, What's the big price point? The battery, most expensive part?
1: Um, the PCB board.
0: Yeah. So maybe that, unfortunately, that's a one to one relationship. Yeah. But well, anyway, I'm just again. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for some way to not charge six hundred dollars. That's just a yeah. killer for you.
1: Yeah, I understand that. Um, we did look at our competitors to see what they were charging and we couldn't find another drone like STEM kit that students build as they learn about all the science, technology, engineering and math. And so we compared it to other like educational technology tools and we found that ours is the lowest price point but you're right because six hundred dollars is a lot especially for a teacher who's already buying their own decorations and materials for the classroom so we do need to find a way to get over that hurdle and maybe it's the time of year because their budgets come and go at certain times of the year things like that we definitely need to test out and experiment more with
0: Yeah. You, there, There is a way to solve this. And one last thing. Tell me why you abandoned the B2C.
1: Um, it's not completely abandoned. It's on, it's just on the back burner. Um, we found that schools have the money. We want to sell in volume rather than just one at a time. And we found that schools are where we have the success with it. And we also really wanted to make a difference um, in the education field because I'm an educator. I have a really strong passion for STEM. So. We wanted to teach students about all of it in a fun, creative way that was adapted for all learning types. And we also wanted to instill entrepreneurship by kind of sharing our story. The last lab in the five that we do have talks about entrepreneurship and hopefully it'll spark that little interest for them as well.
0: Well, fascinating. Well, I really um, love what you're doing. Thank you. and what's kind of interesting is this is now a product kind of looking for the right way to sell it rather than someone who's identified this hole and trying to figure out what to sell yeah so you're in, you're in a you're in a good position well anyway I do wish you huge amounts of luck with this I um, hope it the pardon the expression takes off
1: <laughs> thank you
0: and, uh, and let's check in uh, sometime in the future yeah, and, and let me to. know uh, let me know what worked
1: all right thank you so much for meeting with me today this is great
0: my pleasure Aaron good luck thank you if you liked what you heard today take a minute to subscribe so you don't miss a single weekly episode if you've got a business problem you're struggling with and would like to join me on the show simply come to markrandolphcom forward slash guest to apply and while you're there add yourself to my mailing list so you're up to date on all my news and entrepreneurial tips and finally if a 30 minute podcast is just too much i share all my hints and tips in more easily digestible nuggets on twitter Instagram, LinkedIn, and yes, even TikTok. You'll find links to all this stuff, plus my blogs and other writing on markrandolph.com. Check it out. Thanks again for listening. And remember, check out my other Young Female Entrepreneur episode today too.